Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping events in Colorado. Presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. And it's time again for Mile High Magazine. I am Murphy Houston. We are glad you are here today. And we've got a a very special guest, a good friend of mine, that's in to talk about a very big event that he does yearly to raise money for various causes we'll talk about. It's Big Bill Thickey from Big Bill's Pizza. Bill, how are you? Terrific. Terrific. Great to be here, Murphy. Well, I'm glad to have you in here. We've known each other for a while, and I just wanted to talk to you about uh, your day of giving coming up. I want to talk about you a little bit, too, because people that don't know you, Big Bill, uh, you've got quite a history in this town, and it's a good history. (laughs) And talk about that. How did you come to Denver? You've been here a long time. Well, there's a couple of pictures of me on the post office wall. <laughs> so I, I, think so I, had, I think I've seen those. <laughs> yeah, I had to get out of New York, and, and they put me in the witness protection program here. <laughs> no, I'll, t- I'll tell you. What happened was I was working in White Plains, New York, mm-hmm. and uh, I walked into an athlete's foot, and I said, holy mackerel, I've never seen so many sneakers in my life. What year was this? This was 1975. Wow. Yeah, that was before the big stores. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like in January. And uh, I went back a month later. I said to the guy, how do I get one of these? And he said, I'm looking for a partner. So he tells me, Athlete's Foot says, go to Atlanta, Charlotte, or Boston. Well, I went to all three places, and I couldn't stand the humidity in oh. Atlanta or Charlotte. Oh, yeah. And what I did was I walked I walked in the mall, and I went to the first store I saw that sold Adidas shoes. Because Adidas was the hot thing at that time. Nike was coming, but Adidas was that. Right. And I walked in. I said, "Hi, I'm I'm Bill Fickey. I'm the West Coast sales manager for Adidas, and I want to know how our shoes are doing. Oh, what's our number one seller? Well, who's our competition? Oh, now why do you think they're picking ours over that? Because I knew absolutely nothing about shoes. You're making nothing. it. You're making it up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I knew nothing about shoes. So anyway, I did that in every mall, and then I went to Boston, did that, and finally I said, "Hey, I'm not. I don't want to live those places. And it's okay. I'm going to come out. I, I called a friend of mine here in Denver because I would." In 1966, I was stationed at the Air Force Academy. Oh, were you? I didn't yeah, know that. I, yeah, I fought the I fought the battle of the of the uh, Rampart Range. Oh, I bet. yeah, and I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I love Colorado. I fell in love with Colorado. So I called a friend of mine. And I said, "Hey, find me a place to open up an athlete's foot." A week later, he calls me back. And says, "There's one going into Buckingham Square." But I knew I couldn't get it. Buckingham Square. Right, yeah. So he says, "But you should go to Aurora Mall." Because that, people think it's at the end of Aurora, but if you go up in a plane and look down, it's in the middle of Aurora. Yeah, it is. So I said, I can't get the franchise. So I went back to work, and I started telling this story to another friend of mine. And he says, why don't you just go out there and open it up and call it Ficky's Feet? <laughs> I said, Ficky's Feet? Who that's going to buy any shoes from Ficky's Feet? So he started with that, and all of a sudden he went, Fleet Feet. What about Fleet Feet? Oh, I said, I like that. So I gave the name to my friend's daughter. She was an art major, and she drew our logo. We loved the logo. So I walked. I flew out to, in August. I went, walked in the, in the Rome Mall office and just said yes to everything he said. I didn't know anything about negotiating a lease. And uh, the last question they asked me was, well, do you want a 10 or a 15-year lease? Uh, I said to myself, well, I'm going in the toilet. I'm going all the way. <laughs> I said, "Give me a 15 year lease." Smartest thing I did. Yeah, I guess. So anyway, 19 make cause, uh, and cut it short a little bit. In 1995, I sold my last store, and I and I used to go to this friend of mine's place and always tell him 
for pizza, and I'd say, hey, God, I'd love to do one of these. So a pizza I, place. Yeah. So, yeah. I went, so I went in there, and I said, uh, hey, uh, let me get two slices of Coke. And I sat down, and uh, he came over, and he said, hey, you still want to do one of these? And I said, yeah, I'd love to. What? What do you, what do you got? What's it going to cost? Blah, 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 sure. Blah. And he says, uh, tells me, I said, okay, I'm in. So I had to go home and tell my wife, and she was, took out a knife and was going to stab me <laughs> because I, I knew nothing. I Believe no. me when I tell you this. I couldn't boil water. <laughs> I knew nothing about the restaurant business. My wife family was in it for 100 years. She oh had a great gosh. place in upstate New York, and she wanted nothing to do with the restaurant business. Oh, yeah. She knew. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, so from that, that was in June. Every day I went to his place. He taught me how to boil water. He taught me how to cut lettuce, how to cut tomatoes, make salads, how to toss the pizza. We finally opened up in November of, of 1995. So basically, I went from feats to treats. <laughs> <laughs> and when you opened in 95, is it where you are now? Yes. Were there County we, Line and Holly? We've been there 23 years. And it says New York pizza on so, it. It says New York pizza. But we all know it is Big yeah. Bills. A, you know. You know, a year after we were open, my, my buddy said, hey, buy me out. I bought him out. Didn't know if it was going to work, not work, and 23 years later, we're here. Yeah, you can't get in the joint any day of the week. Well, it's so you. popular because thank of you. what you do for the community. Yeah. Well, then how did you get involved with Doug Moe, that crazy Doug Moe and the Nuggets? Well, when I came out here, Larry Brown was coaching the Nuggets. Larry and I grew up together Oh, in Long Beach, New York. So I used to, when I had time, I'd go down to practice. I got to be friends with Doug, and you're going to love this one. So one day... And this was, I think it was 1982, he called me up and he said, hey, Bill, do you have cable where you live? Well, I lived on the west side of, of uh, the highway sure. on Orchard Road, and he lived on the east side. He didn't have cable over there. <laughs> so he came over and he you know, he, he came over. He, he said he wanted to watch a game, scout a game. So he watched the game, and we got talking basketball and this and that. And then, then it you know, happened. My wife, my wife and his wife became you know close friends. And then uh, he did it a couple more times, and then, in June of 82, he called me up and he said, hey, Bill, how would you like to be my assistant? Wow. So I said, I'd love it. Really? That's and how that, it happened. That's how it started. And and what back then, big thing he was looking for was, one, somebody's going to be loyal to him. Sure. Right? And it, and it was just him and I. It was That's all the coaches there were. And he knew I wasn't looking for his job. I mean, I was happy to be there. And, and, and I didn't believe me when I tell you this. Was I qualified to be a coach from a from an X's and O standpoint? I doubt very seriously, but I understood people. Right. I got the job. I I made sure I didn't impose anything on, of my thoughts on on anything, and I learned, and uh, that was how it all started. And in January first, nineteen eighty three, Doug got thrown out of the game, <laughs> and you then were the Is guy. Then Issel got a technical. You know, I'm I'm there and I'm 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 in the huddle. It's you know, with late in the game, and 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 Dan says, "Bill, Bill, they need a play. We need a play." And I'm in a little panic right there. <laughs> he grabs the board, and he draws up our out of bounds play, and he says, "Kiki, I want you to go behind the three point line. Get it to Kiki behind the three point line." Bam! He buried the three. We won the game. I got the game ball, and then they they told Doug I had to get. We were going to Portland right sure, afterwards. Sure. He says I had to get the first class seat and. And and a suite in Portland. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then th and then that was it. And then I, from there, I, you know, uh, I went into CBA. I coached there for a year, 
Then I scouted for about 10 years with the Nets in, uh, in Indiana. I didn't know the Indiana part. I knew yeah, the Nets. Yeah, with both of those guys. Oh, yeah. that was great. And but, ran the pizza business. And ran, and no, well, let's see. No, I was done. By 95, I was done. 95, I was done. I had to, still had the shoe stores. Okay. Yeah. And the, the pizza business has gone on well ever since. Well, I got, and I'll tell you what makes it. Great people. You have good people. Great people, great, great customers, and good food. Well, the food is good. There's no yeah. denying that. Yeah. And it's more than just the pizza. All we do is talk about your pizza and brag about it. But I, I was in there the other day, and I had this, oh, gosh, what is it on your menu? It's a sub sandwich. It's warm, and it's got all the kinds New York, of – The New York Hero? Yeah. The New York Hero. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no. Tasty yeah. stuff. Tasty stuff. Yep. But you, for a long time, Bill, I'm sure well before I knew you, very generous man. Very sharing with your community. Okay. I've been in your I've been in your restaurant many times, and I've seen people come in, and the place is crowded, and they come right up to you and, and they ask for something. I have never ever seen you say no. Pizzas hey, or whatever you need. Between my wife and the, and the way I was raised, we're here to help others. And if a little something I do helps somebody, I'm happy to do it. Well, wow. and that's always that's been my my wife was that way. She and she instilled that in me, and uh, that's how I feel about it. Right, and you're a good guy because of that. Uh-huh. Well, I wanted to back up just a minute because now your son is a basketball coach with DU. Yes, and that's got to be exciting for you. No, let me tell you, it was terrific. You know, he, he got the job. I, I want to think this is his fourth year now. Uh, what really made it important was he had twins in November, and if and I can't see if he was in another city with the support that he gets from, from his wife's family, because I told him, I'm useless. I said, I am useless. I'm 75 years old. I'm a man. I'm useless. <laughs> but, but thank God for them. And, and he loves the, you know, the, the atmosphere, and he loves DU, loves everybody who works with Rodney and Steve and Ricardo and all those guys. It's a great atmosphere. They're, they're, on, you know, they're on their way up. And yeah, they are. Just, yeah, and, it's, and it's just been wonderful for him. So I'm, I'm looking for big things from him. Well, you did some scouting with him recently, weren't you? On the yeah, road? I, recruiting I try, guys. I, I try to go with him. I hate to tell you this. I, I go with him. <laughs> we went to. We were in New York for a little bit. We were in Lawrence, Kansas. We we're in Wichita, um, and and I don't pay attention too much, you know, because it, it, he's in that gym from eight in the morning till ten o'clock at night. Unbelievable. And I can't. I I just lose track. So I run into a lot of my friends. I go over there and kibitz with them. Sure, <laughs> which you're a master at. You know, anytime you're in Big Bill's Pizza, he's just working the room. You're by the cash register sometimes, yeah. but you know everybody. Well, I, I know about everybody, but <laughs> and I'm amazed. In fact, you know, I bring the grandkids over all the time for for Big Bill, right. and uh, my granddaughter Kaylee, the oldest one, who you've seen a lot over there. All those great pictures you have on the wall of your restaurant, all these athletes you with. She wants to know. Ask Big Bill does. She, does he really know all those guys? I said, I, well, I'm, I'm thinking so. Yeah. Well, I, well, you know what? Uh, about 10 years ago, I was president of a cancer foundation out in California. And uh, these two brothers started it for their father. Their father had died of cancer. And then several years ago, their mother had died of cancer. And I'd say 90% of those pictures are of the celebrities who come to our golf tournament and dinner. Wow. And I've, I've met them, I've talked to them, and, and they're, you know, just even this, I was just out there last week, and this year we honored uh, Reggie Jackson, Wow, uh, Rod Carew, and Bill Walton. And they're all there. And they're all there. And uh, I got to meet a, 
I'll tell you, one of the nicest human beings I've ever been around, Sam Jones. Really? Sam Jones from the old Celtics. I met him, and I said, you know, Sam, I hated you as a kid. <laughs> and I said, really, not you. I said, it was your team. You're nothing personal. A New York guy can't root for the Celtics. <laughs> but I admired the way they played. But, and it, I'll tell you, it, I had breakfast. This was my breakfast on Friday. Sam Jones, Artis Gilmore, oh. Joe Morgan. Oh, my gosh. Franco Harris and Kenny Houston. Oh, my gosh. I sat there for three hours just listening to them tell stories. Oh, that's that's an amazing once in a lifetime opportunity. No, it is, and I'll tell you, we at the dinner that night we had fourteen hundred people, probably fifty celebrities, and we'll probably I, I got a, I talked to the boys uh, yesterday. They think they were in about one point three million that they raised in one day. And one, well, the, the golf tournament, the, the golf tournament, that the the silent auction, the live auction, the contributions, you know. And and yeah, and, they, and it all goes to cancer. It all goes to cancer. Every nickel. Well, not not every nickel because you know they do they, with that. Somebody's got to run. When you put a fourteen hundred dollar fourteen people dinner on it. You got expenses. Yeah. But after expenses, they give I think between six and seven hundred thousand. Oh my gosh! That. The rest are expenses. And I bet you have some wonderful prices on the golf course for oh, all the hole in ones oh, and oh, all that, that stuff. Well, they had, and, the, and the, the live auction things were unbelievable. There was there was one package there that had Super Bowl tickets. Uh, the NBA All Star Game, the Major League Baseball Game, uh, All Star Game, it was it was unbelievable. Yeah, and it, it, it is an amazing thing. Yeah, really well, that's and you started it. No, no, I didn't start it, but they asked me to be president. For they, they it was about the third year they asked me to be the president. And I did it for five years, and it was it gave me good experience to when to what what happened with the you know with nine eleven. Well, let's talk about that now. I mean, one of the first times I met Bill was after 9-11, and it was his uh, day of giving over at Big Bill's Pizza. Let's talk about how that all came about. Well, I don't, there's two, there's two days of my, well, two days that I remember distinctly. The day J- J- JFK got shot, I was stationed at Lackland Air Force Base. Right. And uh, 9-11. And I'll never forget, my friend called me at 8, it was 8.45 in the morning, he says, Bill, a plane just went into the World Trade Center. I said, you're nuts. What do you bother me for? Hung up. <laughs> I said, geez, maybe you know something. I went down, turned the TV on, and watched the whole thing. Watched the second plane go in. Yeah. And, and that day, at, we went to the restaurant, and we were loaded with tons of New Yorkers. All they wanted to do was tell their story or listen to someone else's story. Wow. And at the end of that day, I said, you know, we have to do something. We, we have to do something. So the following week, we uh, did the first 9-11, and let me tell you this. People came from as far as Wyoming. Did they? That day. How'd you get the word out? Just People from, like you. Yeah. Hastings, Logan, Susie Wardgen, Tom Green. Right. They all helped us you know, with, with, uh, on TV and on radio and everything like that. Boulder, you know, Fort Collins. One couple came in from Wyoming. I couldn't believe it. And, and I mean, and you you were waiting outside for two three hours, and people stayed. And that day, we raised thirty three thousand dollars, and we sent it off to the New York Fire Fund. About three or four days later, my my good friend, who my really my probably one of my best friends, is a New York City fireman, and he called. You know, we were talking, and and I know I knew if he worked that day, he would be dead. 
because all six people on, on the shift died. Oh, really? And he said, Bill, we're doing a fundraiser for the families of the firehouse. You know, there's not a, I said, okay. We, I said, we got to do it again. And we did it again. And we raised $35,000. A week later? A week later. We sent that right to the firehouse's fund for the for the families of those six uh, fire, firemen. And I said, you know what? We have to do this again. We have to do this again. And I said, but we need to do it in a positive way because people you don't want to be keep bringing up morbid times. Sure. And I said, so what we'll do is we're going to do it every year. We do it in memory of all those who died, especially those 343 firemen. Right. And we we give it, we're going to keep it, and we keep it here in Colorado because we thought that was important. The people of Colorado are the ones supporting this thing. Sure. So let's help people here. And that's and that's you know really how it started. And I'll just give you one other thing. In March of 2002, it was Holy Thursday night. I flew into New York. My friend, the fireman, picked me up. Sure. Took me right down to the hole. Oh. Gave me a helmet. Gave me a jacket. You went right in. Went right in the hole. And we worked for four to five hours just raking. Just raking, looking for a bone, anything. We didn't find anything that day. On on Monday, uh, right after Easter, my wife was in town. We we went up and we uh, there's a firehouse right there that they turned into a supply depot for the, all the firemen working in the hole. Right. It was 10 and 10. And we went on the roof, and I was looking down on the ramp. We all remember the ramp. Sure you do. And wow. I, and I looked over to the left, and I said, John, what's that ambulance doing there? That's over there where we were raking. We were raking right in that area. He said, they must have found something. Wow. I said, wow. I said, now, why is what, who are all these people lining up on the, on the ramp? He said, oh, whenever they find anything, everyone stops, and they line up on the ramp for an honor guard. As a tribute. And I said, I wanted to do that. And we went right down, and I stood in that line, and I had goosebumps. Oh, my. I had goosebumps. And it was an amazing feeling. As the ambulance went by, I'm looking behind, and there's Governor Pataki. Walking behind walking the ambulance. Walking behind the ambulance. And I said, John, what the heck? Did he, does he come all the time? He said, no, no. He must have been in the area. And they, they told him, and he came and did that. Sure. And, and I went recruiting with my son last April, and I stood at 10 and 10. And talked to those firemen. My first time back since really? since since that day, and it, it was just brought back memories for me. I was not a fireman. I wasn't a fireman. I don't pretend to be a fireman, but I got to go in and at least do something, just something for four hours, five yeah. hours, trying trying to do my part. And and, and that's it's great feeling. Well, yeah, I bet it was because you're that's your home. Right, New York's my home. Yeah. Yes. Did you know people that were lost in nine eleven? No, but I I know if uh, a very good friend of mine was in building. I'll tell you this story quick. My friend Artie was in building two. It was eight forty five. He got a cup of coffee. He's looking out the window, and he says, "Sees black smoke coming from the building next door." Didn't know what happened. Oh, but he was there in ninety three when they tried to bomb the World sure, Trade Center. Sure, sure, remember. He said. Went right down the hall, banged on the bathroom door. His partner, Joe. Joe, what are you doing? I'm watching my Forget your hands. Let's go. Yeah. You got to get out of here. He got to the elevator, pushed the button. It opened up. A pregnant lady started to go out. He pushed her back in there. He said, man, you got to get out of the building. Still doesn't know what happened. Goes down the bottom of the building, and they're standing out there looking, and finally somebody told him. Wow. And and probably saved his life that he, that he was there in 93. Oh, man. Uh, That's just crazy. 
Well, that's how it started for you. Yeah. was for the firefighters exactly. and their families back in New York from 9-11. Exactly. But it's changed now over the years. And I hope you can talk about that a little bit. Well, uh, you know, the biggest thing now is we, we want, one, again, we do it every year to remember 9-11. Never forget. We should never, ever forget what happened that day. Right. And we want to honor the memories of all the people, firefighters, policemen, EMTs, Port Authority, and the, and the, the civilians that died that day. And we do it by helping others. And that's what it's all about. Absolutely. It's helping others, honoring the, the, these memories by, by helping others. And, and it all stays here in Colorado. That's great. That's great. Yeah. But now you have another special cause, though. Well, yeah. When we, the first, when we first started out, we gave it to, to local, local places that need, you know, needed help. And uh, when Katrina hit, we split it with New Orleans and, and Denver. And then in 2007, uh, probably my my greatest hero, the strongest human being I ever met in my life, my wife, died of cancer. Joanne. Yeah. She had it for 12 and a half years. Never once did I hear her. She's a know, strong woman. You're right about that. No, she never, never complained. Always was worried. She'd be in the infusion room worried about the people around her getting, you know, making sure they were taken care of and things like that. That's just who she was. She had a smile, a touch, a word for anyone and everyone, and and she died. And I said, you know what? We need to we need to help cancer. We need to try and do things for the cancer patients and, and cancer. And uh, we started out uh, giving it. We, we created the Joanne B. Ficky Cancer Foundation, and with that, when and all the money that we raise on nine eleven goes to the Joanne B. Ficky Cancer Foundation. And they, we take it, and then we give it to about six different organizations. All here. All here in Colorado. Right. And, and uh, the, the, some of them is for patient assistance. We try to give it for patient assistance. Right. Because not too many people are, are helping in that area. And what, what that means is, if people come down, they have to get a bone marrow transplant, or they have to be there for stay for a couple of days. And let's say their their spouse can't afford a hotel room, sure, or they can't pay the electric bill while they're while they're gone. Is that they all they do is go to social services and in, in, in whatever hospital they're in, and 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 they'll, the social service this money some of that money goes to help those people. We give it to uh, pediatric cancer in Children's Hospital. We we give it to ovarian cancer. We give it to prostate cancer. And I think that's breast cancer, of course, and lymphoma. Right. And then also we make sure we give it to cancer research. And, you know, we never really realize, you know, because it's not a lot of money that goes to each of these. We, we split up. We're, we're averaging now about $120,000 a day. On 9-11. Every year on 9-11. Right. So we divide that up among these five or six groups. But I'll never forget, we give, we give it to cancer research and we give it to the uh, uh, Cancer League of Colorado because they they have a board of doctors who tries to screen all the requests for grants and pick out the ones that have the most chance of success. Correct. And I'll never forget Gary Reese, who was a president. I'm not sure he is now. He called me up last year and he said to me, Bill, I I know you always wonder how the heck can your donation help, but let me just tell you, this doctor that got your donation, because of that, he got a bigger grant for three point five million dollars. Hooray for that! And so we take we take that little thing and we say, you know, wow, 
you know, so we are doing. It's not just us, but we're helping them get more money to 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 finally come up with a cure, cure or some phase of the help right. with the cancer problem. There, right? Good job. That's a yeah, good job. No, no. And and explain how it works when they come to the restaurant that day nine nine eleven. It's going to be just. It's going to be busy. Right. It, it's very busy, but it, it's very simple. You come in, and all we ask you to do is donate. Just donate. What the, what the waiter does, you know, they'll take they take they take your, uh, they'll, they'll take your order, bring you your food. At the end of that, they show you what your check would have been, and they say, whatever you want to donate, you know, please donate. Right. And you can do it by credit card, you can do it by check, you can do it cash, whatever you want, and that's all it is. And we put buckets all around the store. Right. People can just walk out and throw in. We don't we don't know what you gave. We don't need to know what you gave. Whether it's five dollars or five thousand dollars, it doesn't matter to us because we know you're giving from your heart. And believe me, we have very, very generous people. Oh yeah, very generous. I've people. seen it firsthand. At one extreme, well, one extreme, a customer came to me last year, said, "Bill, we need to talk. I know it's a busy day, but we'll get together." Okay, about a month later, got together with him. He wanted to remain anonymous. He said, I got pediatric cancer as an adult. Oh. Pediatric cancer. He wow. said, very unusual. Yeah. He said, I want to, uh, uh, I went into treatment, and while I was in treatment, I met a kid from, from Highlands Ranch who was in treatment, and he didn't make it. Oh. And I started something with Children's Hospital Pediatric Cancer, and I know you do with it too. He says, I want to match whatever you're going to give. Really? And he matched. We gave $15,000, and he made he matched fifteen. So last year we gave 30000 Wow. To, to that. Is that the biggest donation you ever got? Biggest. One, for well, one person? One, one other person three years ago anonymously gave 20000 Wow. So those two. But at the other extreme, a gentleman walked in with his kids. They had a bag full of money. They had gone around the neighborhood collecting money. Sure. And I don't know how much was in there, like $100 or whatever it was, but just that thought. That's why I say it doesn't matter how, how much you give. Right. It's, we know you're giving from the heart. From the heart. You know, and what and you're giving from what you can afford, and that's the most important. It's a fantastic day. It's coming up here in a couple of days at Big Bill's Pizza, which is County Line and Holly, and it's pretty much all day. I mean, you open up in the morning. We open up. Usually, usually the first person comes in about 10.30. And we go until we go until until whatever we run out of dough, <laughs> you know. And it, he means me, pizza dough, not money dough. Right. No, no, we keep taking the money. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, and let me tell you, uh, we average about twelve hundred pizzas on that day. Twelve hundred pizzas. It, it, it's an it, it's an amazing thing. And and I want to, you know, people need to know, it's not, just not you that donate. Every everybody, our suppliers, Cisco, U.S. Foods. You know, a telco. They all, they all donate stuff to help us and to, you know to cut down on some of the expenses. I donate myself. Plus, I pick up all the expenses that, that are involved in it. Well, and even the people uh, waiting the tables don't get. No, that, they're donating their that's money. Next, yeah. everyone that works that day donates their salary. It's crazy. Plus, all the waiters donate the tips. So every everyone involved is in it. We're all in it to win it, and it, it's. You know, we're not the solution, but we feel we're part of the solution. And and it's just, at the end of that day, 
you sit down, you're exhausted. I mean, exhausted. And my girl, who works all day, she takes everything with her. And at 3.30 in the morning, I'll get a text. You're at 118,000. Oh, my. 120,000, whatever it is. Because it's that important to, to everyone involved. And and it, it it's an it, it's an you know we don't see enough goodness on the news we don't see enough goodness in a, in a, you know people talk about the you come in there and you watch and you're going to see the goodness that day it goes all day long not not just the ones working but the people the customers that come in a lot of them have stories of the, their families yes they do and, the, and that they whether it's the cancer uh, from cancer or from 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 nine eleven. People dying from you know the, what happened to that, sure. their, their husbands on nine eleven, sure. and at nine eleven, of course. But it, it, it's just amazing. The, the people are so great. Uh, you, you tend to forget that, but that day you remember it. Well, that's one reason you and I are talking today, because you hear on a bigger level some good things going on. Unfortunately, a lot of negative. But at the grassroots level, where you are, that's where the good people are. No, you're not kidding. And, and let me tell you. You mentioned it's Bill. You did this, Bill. You do this, Bill. It, it, it's not me. I open the door. It's everyone that works in my place. My my four managers started on August first, getting ready for nine eleven. Wow! All uh, you know, every day, the workers are doing something that will make it easier on nine eleven, and 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 then that day, the volunteers, the workers, the customers. It's it's a it's a team effort, and let me tell you, it's a great team that we're on. And you need to check it out this year, as we said. It's a couple of days, County Line and Holly, Big Bill's Pizza. You'll see a lot of people there. You can meet Big Bill. He's just walking around saying hi to everybody there. It's a great cause. All the money goes to the cause. Nobody gets any money over the overhead. Doesn't cost anything. And you just come in, enjoy his great food, and then you donate what you want. But what you'll learn by doing that, and of course, bring your family. Let the kids see this. See how people pay it forward to help people they don't even know, but for the cause. And, Bill, I salute you for that. We've been friends a long time, and I've been impressed. And keep up the good work, and we'll see you on 9-11. Well, I thank you, and thank you for this. But let me tell you, if you can't make it that day, you can go on Big Bill's New York Pizza webpage, and there's a place to donate, or you can go on the Joanne B. Ficky Cancer Foundation uh, webpage and donate there. Forgot that, but I'm glad you remembered. Right. Thanks, Bill, for coming in. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys all for listening. It's Mile High Magazine, and we'll talk to you next week.